Hallelujah. All right, so as you know, we've uh, we're going through the book of Enoch again. Because <laughs> this was the will of Yah. Amen. Right. You know, so there it is. All right. So last week we went through uh, chapter one, and today we're going to be getting into. I think we're going to get up to chapter seven. You know, um, for those of you who don't know, the book of Enoch has some really short chapters. Some of the shortest I have, I've ever seen, you know. Um, so that said, uh, before we get into it, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, in our instances, we will be, we will, we will be measuring um, the book of Enoch, even as we do um, all of the Apocrypha and Dead Sea Scrolls, we measure them against our canon, which is our measuring stick. The word canon in Hebrew as well as Greek, you know, means a measuring stick. And so this is our measuring stick that we've come to know and love. And so we measure everything else by it. Amen. Amen. All right. So that's it. Chapter two. Let's uh, jump into chapter two. Let me have my... Uh, First reader, read Enoch chapter two, the whole chapter, verses one through three, please. <laughs> <laughs> Observe ye everything that takes place in heaven, how, how they do not change their, their orbits, and the luminaries which are in the heaven, how they all rise and set in order each in its season, and transgress not against their appointed order. Behold ye the earth, and give ye to the things which take place upon it from first to last, how steadfast they are, how none of things upon earth change. All the works of Elohim appear to you. Behold the summer and the winter, how the whole earth is filled with water and clouds and dew, and rain lie upon it. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see in verse 1, you know, we're being told to observe ye everything that takes place in the heaven, how they do not change. And he goes on to talk about, you know, the things in the orbits and the luminaries. Um, and he tells us, behold, also the things that's in the earth and give heed to the things that take place upon it from first to last and how steadfast they are as well. You know, and then in chapter three, which I'll read the entire chapter of chapter three, which is verse one, uh, observe and see how in the winter all the trees seem as though they had withered and shed all their leaves except 14 trees, which do not lose their foliage but retain the, the old foliage from two to three years till the new comes. All right, now, so we're being, we're, we're basically being told, okay, like observe everything in the heavens, observe all the things on the earth, you know, and see how steadfast they are, how they don't change, you know, how they, you know, they do the same thing over and over and over again, you know, just the way that, that, um, Y'all instructed them to do. Right. Chapter four goes on saying again, observe ye the days of summer and how the heat of the sun is above the earth over against it. And you seek shade and shelter by reason of the heat of the sun. And the earth also burns with growing heat. And so you cannot tread the earth or on a rock by reason of its heat. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody's experienced that. All right, let me have my next reader read chapter five. Verses one through five. 
Observe ye how the trees cover themselves with green leaves and bear fruit. Wherefore, give heed and know with regard to all his works and recognize how that he liveth forever that made it them so. And all his works go on thus from year to year forever. And all the tasks which they accomplish for him and their tasks change not. But according to Elohim hath ordained so is it done. And behold, the sea and the rivers in like manner accomplish and change not their tasks from his commandments. But ye, ye have not been steadfast, nor done the commandments of Yahuwah. But you have turned away and spoken proud and hard words with your impure mouths against his greatness. O ye hard-hearted, ye shall find no peace. Therefore shall ye execrate your days, and the years of your life shall perish. <coughs> and the years of your destruction shall be multiplied in eternal execration, and you shall find no mercy. Oh, all right. So he goes on to say, observe how the trees cover themselves with green leaves and bear fruit, you know, and all of y'all's work, you know, continues to do according as Elohim have ordained. So it is done. You know, the sea, the rivers in like manners, and then he comes to humanity. But ye, ye have not been steadfast, nor done the commandments of Yahuwah. Why are we the only thing, only thing on the planet, only thing in the heavens and on the earth that is not living life in accordance to Yah's commandments? Everything else is going in accordance to, to his commandments, the way he ordained it to be done. All except for humanity, all except for us. You know, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, uh, when people come to see me, you know, uh, for, um, concerning natural health, you know, that I don't know if they realize what I'm doing, but, you know, I'm actually turning them back to what Yah has ordained, you know, and because, it's been all but lost how we're supposed to eat, what times we're supposed to eat, how we're supposed to drink, what we should be drinking, what we shouldn't be drinking, what we shouldn't be eating. You know, humanity has all but lost and forgotten how Yah ordained for us to live. You know, it, it, no one's doing it in accordance to what he has ordained, in accordance to what he has set in place. And this is why, you know, we have so many problems. You know, like I oftentimes like to say, you truly can't break Yah's commandments. You can only break yourselves upon them. Mm -hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, they're still going to exist, and you're not. There's been many of people who tried to break the law of gravity. None has succeeded thus far. You know, no matter how much you try to convince folks, stop trying. It's not going to break. You know, they continue to break themselves upon you. But it's like that with all his commandments. It's like that with his commandments concerning what you should eat. You know, and like 
the law of gravity, there's other commandments that he set in place that aren't written. Nevertheless, they still are his commandments. Like there's, you know, it was ordained the time in which you should sleep. You know, it's a reason why you get tired and sleepy when the sun goes down. You know, it's a reason why you want to get up in the morning when the sun rises. Because these ha things have been programmed into your very being. They've been ordained by Elohim. And when you go against that ordination, when you go against, you know, what he has decreed and what he has commanded, it is not without consequence. You know, and this is what Enoch is pointing out. Everything has its place. Everything has its instructions, you know, from on high. Everything is listening but us. We're the only ones being disobedient. You know, shameful. And here it is. We've done stray so far away that we need to be taught how to get back. We've lost our way. And this is why Yah has given us his word. So that we might find our way back to him. Thank you. Thank you. You know, but folks don't want to listen to the word. They want to listen to other folks who are lost just as they are. <laughs> you know, many people go, you know, and, and not to throw shade on on uh, the AMA, but many people go there and the people who serve them are just as sick as they are. They have the same disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That should say something. You know, it, it's just, it's just, it's just common sense that you know, if one can't help themselves, they're not going to be able to help you. You know, and that goes across the board. That goes across the board. You know, we live in a um, in a society whereby, you know, everything is motivated by money you know if you really think about it the average adult most of their day is centered about trying to make money mm -hmm. trying to earn a living in some 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 capacity i mean most people work anywhere from you know eight to twelve hours a day well you sleep in another eight you know so that's a, you know, that's that's anywhere from, from 16 to 20, 20 hours, you know, if you're getting the proper amount of sleep. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, then you then you 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 know you're burning the fuse on both ends. Mm -hmm. And so again, all you're gonna do is break yourself. Say lot. You know, Enoch chapter five, verses six through eight says, In those days ye shall make your names an eternal execration unto all the righteous, you know, um, and execration speaks, uh, speak, it speaks to a curse. It, it essentially means a curse, you know, so he's talking about, you know, being cursed. He's saying in those days, you should make your names an eternal curse unto all the righteous, you know, and by you shall all who curse, curse, and all the sinners and godless shall imprecate by you. 
for you, the godless, shall be accursed. You know, and the word imprecate also means to curse. So he's saying, then the godless shall curse by you. You know, you're, you you set the standard. You're the standard for cursing. You know, he goes on to say, and all the, and then it's cut off. You know, but it picks back up, you know, um, from the rest of the context, it would seem as though it would say all the righteous, but, you know, it's, um, it wasn't actually in the text. So uh, it says, and all the blank shall rejoice and shall, and there shall be forgiveness of sins and, er and every mercy and peace and forbearance. There shall be a south. There shall be salvation unto them, a goodly light. And for all of you sinners, there shall be no salvation, but on you shall abide a curse. I think that's pretty clear. You know, um, you keep doing things your way, you're going to be cursed. Do things y'all's way, you'll be blessed. Yeah. Pretty, pretty um, straightforward, right? Then we have Enoch 7 and 8 says, but to the elect... There shall be light, joy, and peace, and they shall inherit the earth. And then there shall be bestowed upon the elect wisdom. And they shall all live and never again sin, either through ungodliness or through pride. But they who are wise shall be humble. Hallelujah. And, you know, so this is, this is pretty awesome, you know, for the righteous, right? You know, and... We spoke, uh, you know, in times past about how wisdom actually speaks to, you know, a type of light. It's a type of light, um, but it also brings joy and peace and life, you know, and uh, I put a few passages up to to support that, that concept. In Ecclesiastes 2.13, we read, Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly as far as light excelleth darkness. Mm -hmm. So hereby we see that wisdom is actually being likened unto light. Amen? Yeah. You know, and then we have Sirach 50, verse 29. For if he do them, he shall be strong to all things, for the light of Yahuwah leadeth him, who giveth wisdom to the God. You know, uh, blessed be the name of Yahuwah forever. Amen. And again, we see wisdom associated with light. And Baruch 3.14, learn where, where is wisdom. Where is strength, understanding. Where is strength, where is understanding that thou mayest knowest. Also, where is length of days and life. Where is the light of the eyes and peace. So here it is, we see wisdom is very... Uh, much being likened unto strength, understanding, length of days, life, light, and peace. Amen? Amen? You know, so that's what we want in our lives. We want wisdom. We want light. You know, this is why the um, Brick Cotter Shout of the New Testament, you know, speaks of us as children of the light. See, and that's a very important concept, and I want you to keep that concept at the forefront of your minds as we go through the book of Enoch. And as you read through your scriptures, um, through the canon, always keep in mind that Yah is light, and in him there is no darkness. Amen? Amen. We're supposed to be his children, so we're children of the light. You know, so... For instance, when should our day start? Should it start in the darkness or should it start in the light? 
When should our year start? Should it start in the darkness or should it start in the light? Say loud. Amen. When, when, when should our month start? Should they start in the darkness or should they start in the light? Well, there's a group of people. Their years start in the darkness. Their months start in the darkness. And they start their days in the darkness. But yet they say they're the children of light. Something not right with that. Someone been, been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. Let it no longer be us. Amen. If we're going to be children of the light, then the light should be evident in our lives. You know, if we're starting our days at sunset or at midnight, then that that says something, does it not? Yes. If we start our months with the with the uh, with the moon, which is the ruler of the night, that says something, right? right? If we start our year in the fall, which is the beginning of the night portion of the year, instead of in the spring, which is the day portion of the year, then that says something, does it not? Yeah. I'm just bringing this to your attention so that you can think through it. Yeah. You can't be the children of the light and do everything in darkness. That makes no sense. Say lot. All right. Enoch 5, 9, and 10, my next reader, please. And they shall not again trespass, nor shall they sin all the days of their life, nor shall they die of the, of the divine anger of wrath, but they shall complete, complete the number of the days of their life, and their lives shall be increased in peace, and the year years of their joy shall be multiplied in eternal gladness and peace all the days of their life. Okay, so we're still talking about the righteous who receives wisdom, okay? Um, and it goes on and said, and, and they shall not again transgress, nor shall they sin all the days of their life. Now, get this, nor shall they die of the divine, um, of the divine anger or wrath. You know, so they won't die due to Yah's wrath that he puts upon the sinners. When he sends his wrath upon the earth, it is not to kill his people. Amen. But even in the midst thereof, they shall complete the number of their days. You know, and it says, and their lives shall be increased in peace. That's pretty awesome, right? You know, um, this reminds me of Psalms 91. So I put some uh, a passage from Psalm 91. This is verses 5 through 11, because it, it bears witness to what Enoch is saying here. 
you know, concerning the righteous. It says, thou shalt not be afraid for terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Because we're the children of light. Amen. If we're not in darkness, then the pestilence can't get to us. Right. If the pestilence walk in darkness and we walk in light, we're on two sides of the spectrum. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You'll see it, yep. but you won't experience it. That's right. Because thou hast made Yahuwah, who is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. But he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Hallelujah. That's what it's about, right? You know, so when you are doing this thing, Yah's way. When you walk into his will way and purposes, mm -hmm. you don't have to worry. The only thing that we have to worry about is walking in his will way and purposes. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing we should be worried about. Right. Are we in good standing with him? Mm -hmm. Because if we're in good standing with him, we don't have to worry about anything else. That's right. We don't have to worry about his wrath. He's going to take care of us. All right, we're going to go on to chapter six. Making our way through quick, right? <laughs> Let me have my next person read Enoch um, chapter six, verses one and two, please. Well, go to four, one through four. And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comedy daughters. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them. And they said to one another, Come, let us choose wives from among the children of men and beget us children. And it came to pass. Oh, three. Oh, okay. And, and the Samaiza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath and all bind ourselves by mutual implications not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. All right, all right. So here it is, verse one. Um, it's telling us it says, and it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, oh man, I forgot to put a part in here. Um, actually, you know, uh it, it actually speaks to you know um this being the time of Jared. Maybe it isn't here, I don't know, but it speaks to around the time of Jared. Okay, so um it says, and it came to pass. When the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. Mm -hmm. You know, even as we have 
some beautiful and comely daughters now. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, and it says, and the angels, the children of the heaven. Now that's pretty clear, right? Mm -hmm. yes. The angels, the children of the heaven, yes. saw and lusted after them. Mm -hmm. And they said to one another, Come, let us choose wives. You know, from, from among them, and so that we can beget children. Now, this reads star startling similar to Genesis 6, 1 and 2. And it just so happened, even the chapters um, both with, start with number six, right? But anyway, I don't think that's uh, divine, but, you know, it was worth mentioning. Genesis 6, 1 and 2, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. That's pretty much the same, right? And daughters were born unto them. That the sons of Elohim, now see, this is where, you know, um, like prior to the book of Enoch or to the knowledge of the book of Enoch, many people would say that these sons of Elohim were speaking about just regular men, men that was following after Yah, you know. Um, and then, you know, there was another group that was saying, no, these are talking about angels, you know. And so there was this long debate about, you know, was it really talking about angels or was it talking about you know, um, what they called them were the sons of Adam, you know, and said that those were the sons of Elohim, you know, and, and so this was the debate, even though when you go through all of scripture, you know, um, uh, you know, our canon, that is, you know, all of scripture and, and what we know as the 66 books of the Bible, the term, this phrase, sons of Elohim, in every instance, speaks to a spiritual type being, in every instance. Mm -hmm. bar none it always speaks to a spiritual being mm -hmm. you know never to a fleshly man mm -hmm. you know so uh but this is what they say they say well you know these were the um sons the sons of adam and then you know the wicked you know took daughters from the sons of from the sons of adam you know okay you know where's the offense in that mm -hmm. it's men getting with men you know um men getting with women rather you know um uh, other children of men no no big deal you know, but says that the sons of Elohim saw the daughters of men that they were fair and took them wives of which they chose. This reads as if it was quoting Enoch. You know, they're so similar. You know, and verse three gives us some information that we don't have in the canon. It says that Samyaza, who was their leader, you know, he, he was their leader and um, he had a group of them, you know, that was together. And, and so they decided to do this. But Simyaza, who was the leader, said, I don't trust all y'all. <laughs> I, I don't quite trust y'all. I fear you would not indeed agree to do this deed. And I alone should have to pay the penalty of a great sin, you know. So I'm going to go, y'all going to have me go out and do this and have me get in trouble by myself. You know, and so they came up with this plot. Okay, well, we'll swear an oath and bind ourselves by mutual implications or curses not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. And so they came up with this plan to do this, right? Let's continue on. Uh, let me have my next reader read Enoch 6, verses 5 through 8, please. Then 
swore they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And they swear in all 200 who de descended in the days of Jared on the summit of Mount Hermon. And they called it Mount Hermon because they had sworn and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. And these are the names of the leaders, Semiaz, their leader. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Semiaz, um, you know, their leader, Arakiba, Ramiel, Kokabiel, Tamiel, Ramiel, Daniel, Ezekiel, Barakiah, Asael, Amaros, Matariel, Ananel, Zakiel, Samspiel, Satariel, Turiel, Yamyael, and Sariel. You know, these are their chiefs of tens. So these were the chiefs of them. Okay. You know, and so uh, here it is. We see that there was 200 all together who, who, um, who formed this pact, if you would, you know, and swear to do this thing, you know. And it says they descended in the days of Yard on the summit of Mount Hermon, and they they the ones who called it Mount Hermon, you know, because they had sworn and bound themselves there. You know, now it's interesting to note that Mount Hermon is approximately 10,000 feet high. You know, it has 10,000 foot peaks. And it's actually the origin of the river Jordan. Now, Jordan means descender or descending. You know, now, we're talking about Mount Hermon where the supposed sons of Elohim or angels descended. What's the odds of the Jordan River, which means descended, finding its origin in the very same mountain? Think that's by chance? But if you think that's something, also consider that it descends for approximately 200 miles, where it ends and what's called the lowest spot on the earth. <clears throat> that is the Dead Sea, with depths of 12, of um, approximately 1,200 feet. Just so happened to be 200 that descended. Mm -hmm. And this river that starts, this river that means, wh whose name means descended, is 200 miles long. Mm -hmm. So we see 200, a descender or the descended 200, if you would. And it ends in the lowest spot on the planet, you know, which is, can be likened unto Hades. Right. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yeah. That's, I, I thought that was pretty profound. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You know, I thought that was pretty profound. You know, the numbers here, you know, is just, you know, they, they speak volumes, you know. Now, lastly, this is also the northern border 
that is the border of darkness because the north is the dark, you know, and and um, the north uh, is even translated, the word for north in Hebrew is even translated as darkness, you know, and uh, oftentimes in scripture, you know, so the, the northern border, which speaks to the border of darkness of the land of Israel, this is, this is where, um, this is where uh, that northern border is, it's even in, in the dark parts of Israel, which is where the giants lived during the times of uh, Israel when they came into the land. This is where the uh, kings Sihon and Og actually lived. And Og was a giant himself, which were supposed to be um, the children of these who these 200 who descended. The story goes on to tell us that they would have offspring and these offspring would be giants and that these giants in the land would go on to wreak havoc upon the planet until y'all decided to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You know, now you start talking this stuff today to folks and they, you know, they start giving you those side eye looks and, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, and, and when you turn your head, they're like, cuckoo, cuckoo, you know, <laughs> Never, nevertheless, scripture does teach us that the truth of Yah's word would be foolishness to the world. All right. Amen. That's word, right? That's what scripture teaches. So I don't care how crazy it might sound. I, I'm going to teach you the word. I have to teach the word. I don't, I, I don't write the word. I just teach it. So if it sounds crazy, it is what it is. This is what the word says. You know, but when it lines up like this, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to deny. Yeah. I mean, you have to at least take a second or third look. Yes. Is there something more to this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were there giants actually living on the planet? Well, many of you who heard me go through this the first time already know what I think about it. You know, um, you know, I've even presented evidence that came from the president of the United States, the 16th president of the United States, which is um, President Abraham Lincoln. He actually made a speech at Niagara Falls in which he references the giants. It's documented. Check it out. Sample line. You know, he actually references the giants and he says whose bones were found all over America. Now, this was the president. Think his word have any credence? Verse seven, and they took wives unto themselves and everyone respectively chose a woman for himself and they began to go uh, unto, unto them. And they taught them magical medicine, incantations, the cutting of roots, and taught them about plants. And the women became pregnant and gave birth to great giants whose heights were 300 cubits. 300 cubits. 
You know how huge that is? I don't know. Now, I don't know if, um, I, I don't know what the size of the cubit was. But if it was the cubit according to the sanctuary, then it was probably about a foot and a half, I think. Um, that would be the equivalent of the size of the ark of Noah. Because scripture tells us that he told Noah to make the ark 300 cubits. That's a pretty big giant. Amen? I'm just saying. That's pretty big. That's huge. Now, it would only make sense that as the bloodline became more and more and more and more diluted that the giants would get smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, um, in size. You know, but it goes on to say these giants consumed the produce of all the people until the people detested feeding them. They got tired of feeding them. And then guess what? Verse four says, so the giants turned against the people in order to eat them. And they began to sin against birds and wild beasts, reptiles and fish, and their flesh was devoured the one by the other, and they drank blood. And then the earth brought an accusation against the oppressors. And I'm here to tell you that there's that if we look to ancient writings from South America, North America, Europe, and Asia, we find that ancient cultures mention giants in their ancient writings. We find stories in many mythologies of the ancient world, Greek, Norse, Germanic, Indian, Indo-European, the Mayans, the Aztecs, and Incas. And most importantly, in almost all major sacred books of antiquity, they speak about giants that lived in the earth. You know, and many of the Indians up here in the Americas have testified that they used to worship them. They found remains of giants in Mitzrayim or Egypt. Folks, all I'm saying is believe scripture. Believe scripture. I know it sounds crazy. I know. Nevertheless, so does a man walking on war. Or one that was that died and was resurrected three days later. Folks coming back from the dead. Yep, I'm just nuts enough to believe. But it's not by blind faith. There's much evidence, and there's much evidence that's been covered up. There's much evidence that's been covered up. You have to know this. I've, I've done my investigation. I've presented some of the things to you at different times throughout the years, you know, but I'm just here to tell you, you know, this is not no isolated writing that we find in scripture. It's found by 
you know, major, major um, civilizations, you know, throughout the world and throughout time. You know, whenever we go back to antiquity, we hear about these giants. Mm. This is in South Africa. This was found in 2016. It's a foot. It's the footprint that was found in the stone. It was four feet tall. I mean, four, yeah, four feet long. And they say that, you know, for anyone to have a footprint this large, they would have to be a minimum of 27 feet tall. That's a relatively recent find. This one was found in China. It was recently found too. I think something like 2012. I forgot to put the year up there. But that's also a pretty big foot, right? This one was found in Lepoxy. Um, at Lepoxy Temple was at Lepoxy Temple in India. They actually built the temple around it. Is that a human foot or that's that's believed to be a giant foot. It was encased in the stone, and this is why they built the temple around it. Actually, it's not the only one. You know, that's that's there at this temple. They found some others around in the area as well. This one's from Botswana, South Africa. And you can see this is an aerial view. This is at the Dara Temple in Syria. This is Paraguay in South America. Yeah, that one has six toes. You're right. <laughs> this one was found relatively recent as well in New Mexico. You know, so what I'm trying to get you to see is like evidence has been found all over the world. You know, there's been you know, um, actually, in this region, you know, it was a it was a bunch of um, of uh, um, giant bones that was um, that was found right over in Toledo, right over in Toledo, Ohio. You know, that's like forty five minutes from here. You know, I'm just showing you this so that you can see that you know. Even though society today make these things sound like quackery, you know, make them sound like you know, uh, you know, absurd. That there, there is actually evidence, you know, on the planet to support it. Why they want to cover it up, you know, I don't know. Maybe they, you know, have some type of agenda or something. I don't, I don't know, you know. Um, 
why they deny it and, and try to cover it up. These places still exist. You know, these things are still there. You know, they're they're in stone. Can't do away with it. You know. This is in Lebowski, Russia. This was one in Cleveland, Ohio. This was actually from a news report, as you can see. You know, Channel 8. This one was found in Texas. I don't know. Shaq may get out with a run for his money. You know. <laughs> this one was found in Thailand. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's at a temple um, on the temple grounds. And yeah, they 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 worship. Um, uh, what's 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 the uh, guy's name? Human or something like that. You know, Lord Human. You know, um, you know, many of these giants were deified, you know, because, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they demanded to be, to be worshipped, you know, and because they were so much, you know, um, stronger and superior in strength to, to, to the people around them, you know, they, they kind of got what they wanted. And this is what chapter seven was talking about with Enoch where it says and they were feeding them. Well, you know, that's what a sacrifice is. Mm. You know, they was coming and they were bringing sacrifices, you know, barbecue, you know, and, you know, these are, uh, can you can imagine something that big has a barat, with a voracious, voracious appetite, mm. you'll get tired of feeding it too, mm. you know? <laughs> Only problem was when they got tired of feeding them, you know, they was like, okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna feed us, we're gonna eat you. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'm just saying, you know, Psalms 43, you know, teaches send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. You know, we want to follow Yah's light. We want to follow yes, his yes, truth. Yes. You know, let his truth be your truth. Yes. You know, when 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 humanity, you know, presents you with a narrative that contradicts scripture, hmm. I say, let his light and his truth lead you. Yes, that's right. That's all I have for today. Pray it was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.